Hey, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Lounge in Austin, Texas. We're coming at you today with a pretty cool episode. As you probably know by now, Baldo Garza is one of our guest coordinators for the show, and he kind of pops in and out on some of the episodes he kind of co-hosted last week with Jonathan. And this week, he is going to be the interviewee as he and Nurse Doza, aka Jonathan, go through his blood work. Baldo is known as Tex-Mex Yogi. He has been doing over a year straight of yoga now. He makes sure to get on his mat every single day. He started out wanting to just do a year on, on the mat and fell in love with it, and now he basically refuses to never do yoga. <laughs> I know that was a double negative, but he, he loves yoga and he's learned a lot and his health journey has been incredible to watch over the past year and a half. Since then, he has gone mostly vegan, but he also doesn't deprive himself. He, he lets himself kind of have some meat every once in a while when he feels that he should or wants to or it's a special occasion. And he's just a really great example of balanced living. So he and Jonathan are going to delve into what his blood work has to show for that today. And uh, I'm really excited to to hear what they have to say. So um, yeah, really fast. We are brought to you as always by Slenderella, the liver detox fat burning shot and supplements. You can get Slenderella Boost through the link in our description at slenderellausa.com. Slenderella Boost is a multivitamin drink that is delicious, and we make Slenderitas with it. Just mix it with some Topo Chico and lime, and it is awesome. You can also get Slenderella Bliss online, which works with Sam E to basically help you just feel happy. If you struggle from depression, we've had several clients say that they don't really need to take their antidepressants when they take a shot of Bliss, but if you're not depressed, it just makes you feel really giddy. I love taking that stuff. And of course, our liver detox injectable vitamins and uh, IV vitamins can be administered by a registered Slenderella nurse. For more information on that, you can also go to slenderellausa.com. We are also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness Inc., specializing in 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere and social media marketing and blog production and podcast production for other health companies, including this one. All right, that's enough of the intro. Without further ado, please welcome Tex-Mex Yogi, aka Baldo, and Nurse Doza. Hey guys, just wanted to <laughs> say hi and let you guys know that we're about to cover our um, uh, my labs, so you guys can kind of see what's going on with that and what we're reading and then how we're going to customize uh, health plans for my health goals. Hey everyone, Jonathan here, or Nurse Doza as some of y'all might know me. So I'm really big into laboratory testing, especially with blood work and urinalysis testing because we can actually tell a lot more from the testing that we do, especially with the blood work we're about to go over with. We could tell a lot more from it than what the traditional testing has done and what that tells you at your traditional practitioner's offices. So, for example, like we're going to talk about cholesterol in here. We're going to talk about hormones. We're going to talk about diabetes and blood sugar. 
but that's going to be just a small portion of the bigger picture. So we're going to jump into Baldo's blood work. I can see we're all from different angles here. So um, for those of you out there, um, Tex-Mex Yogi Instagram is going to be showing what the actual lab reports look like. Um, but we're going to be explaining everything for the podcast guests and for the live guests on, on MSW Lounge. So, yes. So hi, hi Facebook. <laughs> hi, Facebook. Hi, Instagram. Hi, Instagram. And hello, podcasters. So the blood work that we're doing is by Boston Heart Diagnostics. And it's geared as a cardiac exam. But since most practitioners nowadays will know that everything is connected in the body, Boston Heart has done wonderful advancements as far as what types of test panels they have added and so they check hormones they check diabetes liver kidneys all the things that are connected to how your heart functions which basically if your heart gives blood to everything in your body then everything's connected to the heart right makes sense so this test does genetic testing inflammation markers biomarkers and hormone balancing as well as nutritional breakdown so i really believe that this is a very good comprehensive look at overall health with baldo Baldo being my best friend, we've always been able to converse about health and wellness, and he's been on his own journey, which you've heard in the podcast before, him sharing a story on Tex-Mex Yogi, uh, his, his social media page. He talks about his personal journey from everything from meditation to eating right. So this is going to look internally on what we can't see on the surface, right? And so Baldo two years ago was much different looking than he is now. Now, obviously, he's still you know the, the same guy you're seeing face-to-face, but he weighed a lot more. And he also had different eating habits, and he also didn't take care of his body the way that he does now. So, for example, two years ago, before he started his yoga journey, he couldn't even bend over to tie his shoes because his hamstrings were so tight, right? He was, what, almost 220 pounds? Can I say that right? 21. How much do you weigh now? 169. Wow. So, we're at 50 pounds different, right? So, if you think about it, what is losing 50 pounds going to do to his body internally that we can't see on the surface, right? Yeah. And when he was eating, when what were you eating two years ago? All the things. All the red meats and all the Taco Bell and McDonald's. and Not all the time because I was aware that it wasn't the best. But it, it was never like... I never made the extra effort to not go there if I didn't have a lot of time. So basically, you weren't looking at food as your medicine. It was like no. food was just like... I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I need to eat something. I don't care what it is, right? Which is the typical way that everyone looks at food uh, until something happens with their health and they start changing it, which is fine. I was the same way. So Baldo decided to do a transformation and he was was eating fast food back then. What are you eating now? Like what's your diet now? I cook most of my meals. You cook most of your meals. Then what type of – do you even eat meat? Vegan for the most – 80%. Yeah. So, I mean, what will – Doing yoga every day, cutting out red meat and fast food, eating vegan, and basically taking vitamins all the time here at MSW Lounge. Like, what is that all going to do for you? We're going to show you what it's done, all right? Not only is he going to lose 50 pounds, but losing the 50 pounds has done so much for his blood work, his hormones, and all the inflammation markers. So that's what we're going to show you. So the cool thing about this test, and if you do get a chance to actually come in, I know Facebook Live, you can't really see what I'm going to show you from a distance. Everything here on this test is color-coordinated. And as you can tell... It is kind of eye-catching, right? You can tell green's good, red is bad. But when we break this down for people, we go over this over about an hour-long visit to basically explain everything so you can understand exactly what's going on with your body because it's your body, right? It's your hormones. It's your thyroid. It's your liver. You want to know what's going on with it. And if we can see something that's happening like a trend, let's stop it from getting out of hand. So with Baldo, we saw something was getting out of hand. I said, you need to change the way you're eating. Let's measure your blood work and see the differences. So now we have... 
a baseline and we have two years later. So this first test I'm looking at is from February 18th, 2016. Damn. The recent test that we just got in today is from February 3, 2018. So two years later, okay? So the first thing was, I'm gonna notice and the people following Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram can see this, we're gonna start with the cholesterol. So keep in mind for anyone who's just joining us again, Baldo now is mostly vegan, almost 100% vegan, does yoga every day, meditates, and takes a lot of vitamins from MSW Lounge. He's a Vitahead, right? So he'll, you'll hear him talking about B12, methylcobalamin, choline, glutathione, like he's been doing this for years. He's been doing this for two years, okay? So he's learned a lot more in this, but we're going to pertain all of this lifestyle to what's going on with his blood work now. So the total cholesterol that he was doing, this is our lipid panel, all his cholesterol numbers uh, have gotten better for the most part. Now, his HDL, which is uh, HDL is his good cholesterol, LDL is the bad cholesterol. His LDL went up a little bit, but his HDL went up a lot too, okay? Uh, his triglycerides, which are the inflammatory cholesterol, they're down from 101 to 87. So inflammatory fat and cholesterol is down, good cholesterol is up, bad cholesterol is up a little bit. So we're like, hmm, They've improved a little bit. Your bad cholesterol, your LDL is not too, too bad. But what's the bigger picture here? I'll be the first pe person to tell you this if you had not heard it. Cholesterol is not the problem with heart disease. Cholesterol is not the problem with stroke. Cholesterol is not the issue when it comes to preventing heart problems down the road. The reason why is that cholesterol is essential in our body. We need cholesterol in order to function. We need cholesterol in order to make hormones. All right. Baldo and I make a lot of testosterone. We need testosterone in order to function as a guy. We need cholesterol to make that testosterone. So if you had heart problems, why in the world would I tell you to go on a low-fat diet? If I go on a low-fat diet, I'm going to restrict my body's ability to make testosterone. But if I give myself really good fat, I'll produce really good testosterone. So in theory, if I give myself really good fat to eat, am I going to produce really good cholesterol? Possibly. But then genetics play a big role in this. So 80% of your genetics will make up your cholesterol. 20% make up your diet. So he can eat all the avocados he wants, and maybe that's why his bad cholesterol went up a little bit. We don't know. We're going to dive into this a little bit more and see, but his lifestyle as a vegan has allowed his good cholesterol to get up higher and lower the inflammatory cholesterol in his body, which is wonderful. If you look at, you break down the particles, his HDL is improving. It's getting bigger in size. His bad cholesterol is dwindling in size, which is what you want. You want the HDL to be the big Batter bully and bigger in statue, and you want the LDL to be in smaller. You know, HDL is going to dwarf and eat up all the LDL. So he's doing that right now. But what's even more impressive is the inflammatory responses in his body. Now, Baldo has right knee pain. All right. Now, I'm just, Baldo's asked me to openly discuss all of this, and I'll let him chime in on this. But Baldo, you have right knee pain, right? Correct. Okay. Would you? What would you consider this? A, what kind of diagnosis would you consider to be in your right knee? What What do you have? My, my, uh, like what's my been going on? No, 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 not what's going on recently. Like, what's led up to this point? Like, what have you been dealing with forever? Just constant knee pain for one reason or the other. Uh, either ACLs or, um, PCLs. I've broken them and torn them at some point through my college career, tennis college career. Yeah, he's a college athlete. He's an athlete right now, and he's put some wear and tear on his knees, okay? So he has knee pain, which means anytime you've had damage to the knee, you're going to form some kind of arthritis, right? You have back pain, you're going to kind of form some a bad back, right? It's never going to go away, but you can manage it. You can improve it, right? Whatever he's dealt with, he's going to deal with it right now, right? So 
What happens when you eat dairy or bread? What Always happens when you and I feel pain for sure in your knee for sure. So dairy and bread causes knee pain. And grains, I've realized that now. Grains. Okay. Yes. So what happens when you eat that food? I it just I feel pain. I feel sensation. I should say because it's not like I'm not in horror. So basically, because I'm not eating grains or sugar or dairy right now, there's absolutely no sensation. Like there. Sometimes it's so it's it's not flaring up like right? there's Correct. no discomfort irritation or whatnot right Correct. okay so when he eats something inflammatory for him it's dairy or bread or grains right I think that's inflammatory for most people I went gluten free like five years ago just because I know bread's inflammatory for the gut and the brain might as well just cut that out of my diet he went vegan because he's like this dairy and the and 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 the animal products it hurts my knee. Right? Like, I'm going to cut that out because eating Whataburger and fast food all the time. I love Whataburger, but I don't eat it anymore. uh, It's like a good telltale sign. Yeah, it it tells you, like, hey, this is not good for your body. It doesn't work well with your body. It doesn't mesh. So that, to me, is removing a stressor from your lifestyle, right? Hey, you have have a person in your life that's causing too much stress. You basically should cut them out of your life, right, because they're inflammatory to you. He cut out inflammatory foods, and he felt better in his knee. But what did it do to his blood? Well, in this test, we have inflammatory markers and tests that show us what it's done. So, for example, and I know that people watching at home on Instagram can see this, there's four tests that we measured for the heart and just general inflammation. All four tests were measured in this test and the first test. Three of those four all improved, okay, from just diet, lifestyle modifications, and vitamins, Okay, and I say just that, I'm saying like, that seems like a lot for a lot of people, but think about this. Baldo, do you take medication? No. Okay, you take vitamins instead and you eat right. That's your medicine. Okay, so in this inflammatory test, we have one marker. This shows him how much of a clotting factor he has as far as causing plaque in his heart. All right, so if you have this factor genetically, you might have thicker plaque than other people. We all have plaque. We're all building plaque right now, right? But the thing is, how quickly are you taking in food and metabolizing that into hard plaque in your arteries that eventually can cause a stroke or or a heart attack? His marker was at 569 for this one, two years ago. Now it's 260, more than cut in half, from 569 to 260. The next one is called HSCRP, high-sensitivity C-reactive protein. Big fancy term for general inflammation. That means this is like a campfire burning somewhere, but we don't know exactly where it's coming from, right? We have some people joining us in the background. They're going to hear all this stuff. Hey, how's it going? Everyone, we have a couple of guests. They're going to be sitting in with us. Yeah, perfect. Hi, Claire. Hi, Lauren. Hello. So um, his HSCRP was at 100 now it's at point three. Now I'm going to tell you this right now for the people who don't understand all of this. Inflammation markers like this one are very predictive for heart disease, autoimmune disorders, uh, even if you're cold or sick. Okay. So his HSCRP is an inflammatory marker for inflammation somewhere in his body, but I don't know where it's coming from. All right. We know that his knee has problems. But he also talked about having issues with his digestive tract or, you know, maybe something else, right? If he eats food and uh, dairy, gluten or whatever, it's going to inflame his knee, which means this inflammatory marker could be higher. For people who have Hashimoto's, lupus, RA, that marker will be high as well. His was at 100. The marker cuts off at 3. 
Okay, so for, to go from 100 to 0.3 is like the most dramatic change you could ask for. He had screaming inflammation in his body and he basically cut it out and now he has little to no inflammation in his body. The only time he has inflammation is when he eats an animal product probably or dairy or gluten. But what the most impressive part is the next two parts. He had two markers here that shows inflammation in the arteries and I will be the first one to tell you again, cholesterol is not the problem when it comes to heart disease. Inflammation from cholesterol is what the problem is. I don't treat cholesterol. I treat inflammation from the cholesterol. And what I told Balder was, it's not your cholesterol that's going to be an issue. It's the inflammation from all the fast food you're eating. So in this marker, in two of the markers, one of them is the granddaddy of markers to show you inflammation. This is going to say something's going on. You're going to have a heart attack or something serious within six months. Okay. So after he changed everything, went to vegan, became a vegan, his marker was at 1394. The cutoff is 633. All right, Baldo can see how red this was. All your inflammation markers are in the red, right? Except for this one. Three out of four markers in red. His NPO, which is the granddaddy one, 1394, which meant he was having serious inflammation in his heart. It's now down to 328. Thousand points. A thousand points different. His heart was screaming to say, stop eating processed hamburgers. Please cut it out. Stop eating dairy. Stop drinking beer. Stop doing all this to me, right? I stopped doing all that. And he stopped doing all that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think about this? If I gave him medication, like a statin for cholesterol, or if I gave him medication for diabetes, gave him something to help increase circulation, none of that would have reversed this inflammation marker. None of it would have lowered it. They would have basically said, here's a Band-Aid for what's eventually going to happen. Yeah, you should probably stop your lifestyle and all that, but here's medication that should probably help prevent you from having heart disease for another five years. At no point is someone going to say, hey, you probably should stop eating the fast food, become a vegan, start doing yoga every day, and start taking your methyl B12 in shot form. No one told him that. I told him that, and eventually he started catching wind. Maybe what I put in my body makes my inflammation higher. He got the picture, and now his inflammation is 1,000 points lower. That's awesome. That's damn right incredible. Like it's, it's, I'm, I'm about to cry. How amazing how, how big that is for him. But the coolest thing from the next standpoint is this. Him and I are both Hispanic. That means we're pre-diabetic. It's in our genes, okay? Both of my parents are diabetic. I don't know if your parents were. Probably. Maybe. Um, his A1C in fasting sugar is usually what's measured when it comes to diabetes. You know about fasting sugar. It tells you what you ate that day. Your A1C is a standard measurement. It tells your blood sugar over three months. So his A1C has always been really good. The higher A1C gets, the more definitive of a diagnosis for diabetes you have. The problem is, is that... His genetics saved him. He's not going to ever be a diabetic. Even at 50 pounds heavier, when he was this two years ago, his A1C was still at 5.1. Myself right now, I haven't tested my A1C in a couple years, or a year. I bet my A1C is probably 5.3, 5.5. Pre-diabetes is 5.7, which means I look like this, and internally, I'm still a pre-diabetic. He was 50 pounds heavier, and he was nowhere near being a pre-diabetic, and he was eating all that crappy food. So what does that mean? Genetics, right? How does he metabolize sugar and carbs differently than I do? I metabolize it into diabetes. He metabolizes it into infl inflammation. But with him, it's a different type of inflammation, right? He's going to basically build up what's called insulin resistance. Now, insulin resistance is a different thing when it comes to diabetes because is diabetes a sugar issue or an insulin issue? Insulin. Right. So with diabetics, it's not that they're eating a bunch of crappy sugar. It's that they can't basically break down that sugar fast enough. So when you eat a lot of Put it this way, Baldo is going to eat healthy all week long. And then on the weekend, not because of this diet, he might splurge and have a diet gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free pizza. 
Okay, that's splurging, right? It's delicious. I've well, had, not right I've, now because it's not great. right now because it's grains, right? But imagine he does that. And he follows it up with uh, kawaka, you know, powder or chocolate, you know, dark chocolate or something, right? His insulin is gonna freak out because he's not used to eating that. He's eating turmeric avocado salsa all week long. Oh, it's so good. We have some. In the back. Yeah, we have some in the back right there. He's eating healthy raw vegan food. He eats a little bit of something that spikes his insulin. His body freaks out. It's not going to cause him to be a diabetic, but what's going to happen is if your insulin fluctuates as much as it does, it throws off your metabolism. So metabolism for most people is interesting because I truly believe that there's a type 3 diabetes. There's type 1, you're not born with any insulin. Type 2, you use up all your insulin, kind of like a woman does with her eggs, goes into menopause. Type 3 diabetics has a problem with their insulin and how much it fluctuates in their brain, and it's related to Alzheimer's and cognitive decline and dementia. So for him, I could say you could eat eating like crap, you're not going to become a diabetic, but I bet you, if the risk factor is there, you might have early onset dementia. So for him, that's exactly what was going on. His insulin resistance was through the roof. It was 3.6. The cutoff is 3. Now, his insulin resistance is 1.3. Damn, that's badass. I didn't even notice it. Okay? Which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Take it one step further. There's a thing called adiponectin in here. Big fancy term for basically how your heart produces an enzyme that protects your heart against diabetes. Okay, very important. Adiponectin was at 5.8 when he was eating like crap two years ago. This is to protect his heart, right? So if 5.8 was low, now it's at 11.8. Nice. So like I say, he's nowhere near being a diabetic, but the incredible thing is, why would he have insulin resistance? Because he eats like crap, right? But now he's not having that, so his insulin resistance is very low. But you have to look at a couple of genetic factors, right? One thing that this thing checks for is two two different things related to the brain and to how you use certain vitamins. There's a methylation factor, which is really important. For most people who are in the functional medicine world, preventative medicine, you're into your body, nootropics, biohacking, all that stuff, you've, been, you've had this tested. Someone came along and said, you need to get how you metabolize B9 and B12 in your body. If you metabolize it differently, you might be more predisposed to depression, uh, autoimmune disorders, fatigue, might even have a problem being anemic, okay? There's a methylation factor in this that checks to see how he metabolizes B9 and B12. For him, he has the worst gene. It basically means he cannot metabolize cyanocobalamin, the regular store-bought, you know, bottom-of-the-shelf crap that you find at the uh, pharmacies down the road. I mean, if you, if you go and start researching it, most of that stuff in there is crap anyways, like wood pulp and like a uh, bunch of preservatives. I mean, they probably brought some dirt off the street and put it in there. It's not regulated, right? Anyone, I can go make a supplement right now and start selling it and pitching it to someone. But the problem is, is that you set a different standard when it comes to what you put in your body. The best quality ingredients will make the best type of responses. The best vitamins do the same thing. He needs the best type of B12, methylcobalamin. He needs the best type of B9, methyl tetrahydrofolate. He needs all those things because his methylation cycle causes him to produce more serotonin when he gets the right ingredients. So the cool thing is we can test to see, hey, that's going on in your body. This could explain why you have depression, right? Yeah, that's crazy because I was about to ask you that. Is that tied to like some of the minor depression yes. I have? Yes. Oh, yeah. Now? This thing called the methylation cycle is involved in your serotonin levels and your dopamine levels. So, for example, if this methylation gene is off, which yours is very, it's in the yeah. red, it's off, right? Um, then he might have a deficiency in B12 or methyl B12, methyl B9. He doesn't have a deficiency in Prozac or Zoloft, all right? I can't measure that. He might have a deficiency in those vitamins that cause a deficiency in serotonin. So instead of giving him a medication that has weird side effects, I'm going to give him a vitamin, the top of the line, best vitamin you can find, and watch his serotonin levels go up higher. That's why he's dancing around doing handstands all the time when you come on the MSW lounge. Okay? Why he's smiling. People are like, what the hell are you taking? 
What are you on? He's on methylcobalamin, folks. Methylating. He's bro. methylating as we speak right now because he can't do it on his own. He needs help, right? That's pretty damn cool, right? That is cool. Yeah. Now, one, one Slenderella. Slenderella, right? That's the power of Slenderella. Slenderella will help you produce more serotonin. That's downright incredible. Like, right? that's amazing. Now, one side note on this genetic testing. Um, if he was to metabolize sugar into inflammatory responses in the brain, like we talked about, the type 3, there's a marker on here called APOE. This marker is related to the way you metabolize cholesterol, but it's also related to a risk as uh, developing Alzheimer's down the road. If this genetic marker was off, I would say you need to stop eating grains because you're not going to become a diabetic. You're going to develop dementia. All right. For some people, you can pick that up and all of a sudden you tell it when they're 30 or 40, they're going to eat certain ways to protect their brain. We don't talk about brain health enough. And one of the things in here I love about that test is we try to emphasize it because it's all connected. Right. One of the other things that it looks at here, speaking of the brain, is how you break down fat. Okay, we're going to speed this up because obviously we're running behind, but, uh, and apologize for starting late as well. But the fatty acid that he puts in his body, I could tell you this right now, this is not a knock on veganism, but he doesn't eat any fish. All right. His fat intake of his omega threes are like <laughs> down. He has more monounsaturated fat than anyone else I've seen. He has 24.4% monounsaturated fat, which is very, very high. It's the highest fat you can get and the best quality. But his DHA and his EPA and his omega-3s are like the lowest I've ever seen because he's straight vegan. What does he need to do now? Some algae. Some algae. He's still not going to take a fish oil, but he needs to take algae to get the DHA, yep. right? Protect your heart, <laughs> protect your brain, protect your eyes, all right? He needs to do that. So that is one thing on veganism. And, and I'll tell you this right now. If you are vegan or a vegetarian, you're going to be deficient in some type of thing, whether it's uh, DHA, whether it's L-carnitine. Um, I mean, there's many different things. You're probably going to need to supplement that, and obviously we have different forms to do it here. Um, you're racking I mean, you on. can eat it by a, eating a crap ton of seaweed, but that, I mean, you're just going to like stuff your face and your stomach and seaweed. Well, why not get a shot of it? Or you can just get a shot. Just get a shot of it. And then <laughs> you know it's going to get 100% absorbed. Yeah. Even when you eat all that stuff, it might not get absorbed because if you have a digestive tract that's thrown off, it won't happen. Correct. Thankfully, he does not have a problem with that. He tells me that all the time. <laughs> but the food that he will eat can metabolize the inflammation. And here, it's not. He's just deficient because he's vegan. Fix that by taking some algae. Liver and kidneys are nice and healthy. Liver is like super healthy because he detoxes all the time off Slenderella. We even measured his thyroid, all right? His thyroid's healthy, TSH of 1.63. Metabolism's good. But the other organ that's involved with metabolism is your adrenal glands. DHEAS is the better way to test your adrenal glands rather than cortisol, all right? We test cortisol. Cortisol does this all day because we're stressed. We need something stable to test. DHEAS shows us adrenal function. If you're tired, you can't go to sleep at night, you're exhausted after drinking six Red Bulls, and you're stressed because of love or finances, whatever, your adrenals are shot. But no one ever measures that. They measure thyroid instead. By the time they measure adrenals, they're shut down. His adrenals are at 300 point, or 305. Your metabolism is like perfect. Nice. Now, what was it before? It was, a, you had a hyperthyroid for some reason. You had hyperthyroidism when you were 50 pounds overweight. Nice. I reversed that. You reversed it. You have a normal thyroid now. Pretty damn cool. Um, testosterone's nice and healthy. Damn. So I'll just say this. So his total testosterone last time, 50 pounds overweight. His total testosterone was 243.5 points. His total testosterone now is 604 points. That's badass. So I can make babies. 
I, you should not have a problem with that, but I can tell you right now, you don't get this type of response unless you're taking testosterone replacement for some people. He did it by diet lifestyle alone. That's pretty damn amazing. Um, I, I'm pretty impressed. Red blood cells, white blood cells, all nice and healthy. Uh, we didn't measure them beforehand, but I bet you they were probably a little off. But, I mean, through your change in lifestyle, you can say doing yoga every day, taking vitamins every day, you've lowered your inflammation markers almost more than half, right? You've lowered your risk of developing heart disease. You have increased your ability to produce better cholesterol. You've fixed your insulin resistance. You've fixed your thyroid. You fixed your testosterone. You improved your testosterone. Your adrenals are still staying put. Like overall, I would say this is the blood work of like maybe a, a 14 year old. Nice. And how old are you? So I can live to 120, you think? You can live to 120. You're nice. what, 30? You're about to be 36 this year? Yeah. That's my goal, 120. All right, so y'all heard it, 120. So I guess I have to help him do this here in the future. So we got a few couple, we got a couple of things to improve yeah. on here. We're not that done yet. That means you have to live to 120. I have to live to one. I plan on living forever. I'm that type of person. <laughs> if I can figure out how to live forever, I want to live forever. Because I, if I can look like this, feel like this, and still go do whatever I want, eat what I want, I will live to a thousand. I don't care. That's my goal. I'm ambitious. Whatever. But for Baldo here. I'm, so what would you recommend on my next shots that you were going to put? For Baldo here, I was about to say, for his next shots, what I would recommend is that he needs to keep doing uh, stuff to regulate his blood sugar because he will go back on the grains again. Okay, we know insulin's a problem, so we'll put stuff in there like taurine, some biotin, okay, as well. Um, his methylation factor is going to continue to do B12 and Slenderella because that helps him a lot. Um, your testosterone's raising naturally. Could that be from Slenderella as well? It's an aromatase inhibitor. It's a natural liver detoxer. It possibly could. So I would continue to say do Slenderella. And then for your brain health, because you like focusing and you need that help because of the methylation issue, I would say Slenderella Bliss and lots of brain candy. Nice. I love brain candy. Yeah. So other than that, I know it was a crash course and everything that we normally talk about. But if you're interested in doing these labs, uh, you could talk to Baldo. My, uh, he's at Tex-Mex Yogi over on Instagram. You can come see us, mswlounge.com, and uh, come get your blood work done. Find out what's going on with you. See you guys.